today on We Need to Talk, we plunge into college again with the plunge and talk more about college. And we kind of bitch, but we also have some smart points. So check it out on So I, I want to go into some of the benefits of college maybe and maybe talk about what we've actually learned. And it doesn't have to be like, say something which is from the course, right? Because yeah. sometimes you learn meta lessons, like you learn that. So here's an example. Mm-hmm. This is not from college, but from high school. Mm-hmm. I learned in high school that uh, you shouldn't try on things and you should instead just give the teacher what they want to hear because they're going to get graded far better than if you try to be original. Ah, yeah. how to manipulate the system. I think the whole point of college that people get lost upon is it's it open. It's a networking opportunity. Mm-hmm. All colleges is a networking opportunity. You get a degree at the end, but it's on you, like, so if you're someone, my roommate's a perfect example of this. He didn't go to college, um, but he found something that worked for him early on. He didn't need a networking opportunity. He didn't need to meet more people because he found the person he needed to meet early on. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who doesn't have something, like me, I had something already set up. I didn't need to go to college to find something. A lot of people need to go to college to find opportunity, to find someone to help them out. That is one and expensive I, job fair. I can be it is an expensive job fair, but it is... example because I... Uh, before I even got accepted into pharmacy school, I was uh, working with the pharmacy school trying to set up things on the undergrad campus to promote uh, the College of Pharmacy. So I met a ton of people who were like excited to work with me when I got there. And that, oh, again, opens up opportunities for like research, uh, internships, and then the internships in turn could eventually turn into jobs or recommendations for other jobs. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was like... I met the people that I needed to by being in undergrad and just being surrounded by the people at the pharmacy school. So for me, uh, the investment, I guess, made sense because overall it gave me a better chance to get into pharmacy school. And now that I'm in pharmacy school, I'm expected more and it's giving me opportunities uh, down the road that I might be able to turn into uh, job opportunities. That you wouldn't have had before. That I wouldn't have had otherwise. It's kind of interesting that you say that because it, it makes me think about myself right now because mm-hmm. uh, for about two years now, I've been trying to so, – so I didn't have a degree or anything. and mm-hmm. you know, uh, I still don't have a degree technically. And, so I haven't had a degree in computer engineering or computer <laughs> software or anything like that. I've made some apps. Uh, Kegel Hit is one of them. Uh, <laughs> you're working on Kegel today. but uh, <laughs> That's the official tagline. <laughs> I, I just made it up. But <laughs> – Get your Kegel on. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm somewhat decent with, say, programming yeah. and everything. And I think I could actually do well in a job. But mm-hmm. I've had issues getting any responses from my applications. Mm-hmm. Number one, because I don't have a degree. But number two, because we're, we're location, Rochester, New Hampshire, it's tough. But the thing is, if I was out of school... That gives me, say, credibility because, you know, maybe I haven't had official job. Okay, I've had one job as a programmer once before. But uh, my point is I might – what I'm getting through the university is the credibility of this person's exactly. – these officials saying, hey, I'm good, right? Yeah. Which is kind of what you get with the trade system as well. Mm-hmm. You get someone saying, hey, yeah, this this person can do the job. And degree kind of plays that in there. But what's really kind of playing in is the advisor or the teacher's kind of uh, acknowledgement that you are competent. Yes. And it, it's just additional resources for you to consult. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all on you with these, the networking 
part. Like you'll talk to someone, they're like, oh, well, I didn't have any of that when I went to college. I was like, did you go mm. to job fairs? Did you join any clubs? Like, did you talk to people? Like, well, no. I was like, well, that's on you. The yeah. opportunities were there present to you and you didn't go out and take them. It's on, it's a two-way street where they're present for you, but you have to go get them as well. Like yeah. when you go to the further step of like education with the opportunities. I feel like you guys are discounting the actual classes and their value like Immensely. I, I don't think immensely. I, I, I don't think they matter that much. A lot of stuff that I took for the prerequisites for pharmacy school uh-huh. was just a, a rehash of what I did in college with maybe one or two new things. Mm-hmm. As I get deeper into the program, I am learning things that I didn't know before. And I like I know I say it's a scam. I understand the the necessity for it. It's just at at the current time I haven't experienced something that has been uh, earth shattering or so drastically different from anything that I've had in the past. So to be mm. fair, I don't work in my degree. My job's not in what I graduated in. So most of my stuff doesn't transfer. I, I did learn a lot. Like most of where, where I'm using my degree is the podcast, mm-hmm. like with marketing and graphics and, um, sure. Yeah. So that's where a lot of my stuff comes in. But like the stuff I learned in my degree is more of like hobby stuff. Mm-hmm. Like me just having an interest in the stock market or like seeing what different like stocks and stuff do is like that. It's almost stuff that I just keep up with as hobby type stuff than mm-hmm. what I actually learned. With computer science and software design, it's kind of like a lot of stuff you learn in your major mm-hmm. is going to be pretty applicable to the everyday. Yes. Uh, but it's you could learn this stuff on your own as well, which is yeah. the thing. But the big difference, and I've looked into this because I was trying to get a job as a just learning on my own because mm-hmm. uh, that that's would be the cheaper option. Yeah, obviously, and it's it's out there now. It, it, yeah. it's, it's you don't there. have to go get YouTube can give you a graphics design degree mm. in twenty twenty. Yeah, but th- the thing is, when you learn on your own with computer science, and I looked into this like quite extensively, mm-hmm. the big issue with people who learn on their own is their knowledge base, at least in this field, is that. They might know like lots of little pieces here and there, mm-hmm. but there's not some cumulative whole, like yeah. some yeah, base. The big picture. Yeah. Isn't there. Like you might be able to code in HTML, but you wouldn't be able to code in C. Sure. I mean, that's learning different languages. Yeah. In this case, it's more like you might know how to work with certain data types and know these mm-hmm. different things, but you don't have like the prerequisite. So you can do mm-hmm. this, you can do that. But there's some sort of unifying prerequisite that you're not aware of. Kind of brings the whole picture together. Everything builds on each other. And I think that's what a curriculum is supposed to do is to take the guesswork out of it. And like, you know, I I was going to make that argument that that's why like just being going online and looking up the information. Yeah, you could learn it all. But do you know the order to go in? So that's what you mentioned the YouTube thing. That's what I'm worried about with the neck with the college degree from, let's say, three years ago to forever now. Mm hmm. Everything's out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much the value of a degree is going to be when, like, the amount of people who I know who didn't open a book once, who didn't actually learn a single thing, mm-hmm. but have a degree now because they just mm-hmm. did most of their degree online. They'll, that's just they'll how get they, hired places and they'll, they'll get fired places yeah. and they won't have any references. But that's where suck. I'm starting to get or worried get that the value of a degree mm-hmm. of where it's going to go in the next few years. Well, that, that kind of goes back to all the people coming into the university because mm-hmm. the best thing anyone who is getting a degree in something can hope is that everyone else fails because yeah. then yeah. you're the only person with a degree and they're going to have a, a better chance, yeah. bigger pool to choose from. 
the more people who go through school and get degrees, the worse you're going to be off because now that's all your competition. You know, and maybe it's not like just a binary thing like that, but yeah. it, it, reductionally. I, I think where education is right now is a vicious circle. Mm-hmm. is you focus on one thing, a different area gets worse. And I think that can be said for most things. But it, I, I don't think uh, Meter could have put it any better, The uh, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Identifying where the actual problem lies is probably the biggest part, but will we ever be able to figure it out, I think is a philosophical question that us as a country needs to reevaluate what we value in education and how to execute it. But I don't see anything changing in the near future. Hopefully down the line, it can become a better system. But as for right now, uh, for lack of a better word, I think it's all fucked. (laughs) I, I don't see any issue with everybody having a degree. Like everybody has a high school diploma. Does that devalue a high school diploma? I don't think so. I think there's a standard of value yeah. of education that's always going to remain no matter what. And I think that what it really comes down to is your ability to sell yourself. If you don't have a degree and you need a degree technically to get a job and you can convince them, I don't need this degree. Ask me anything. Put me on the floor. Mm-hmm. Let me show you. I'll show you. I know yeah. what I'm talking about. Outside of like where people's lives are at risk when you're a doctor or something yeah. like yeah. that. So that's that, where I think education's going. I don't think, I think most degrees are going to be Mm-hmm. online i think there's going to be different types of trade schools going forward where it's like the people who actually need to be mm-hmm. in a lab and physically they're learning those will be the only institutions left of physically being there i mm-hmm. think the rest is going to be online like you don't need a, a business degree is going to be online english degree it's going to be online like a lot of stuff is going to be online i think going forward people like hunter they're going to be at the colleges because the nurses like there's, doctors there's no substitution at least from what i've experienced from doing the hands-on things but for the most part, even like uh, Gen Chem could be done online. You just see a video and yeah. there's not too much to gather from it. I, I like the idea of online. I uh, do too. I, I do online school. Mm-hmm. I, I also kind of agree that the current model of university systems might die. Mm-hmm. But I also think that something that might replace it is something like that that's in the IT world already is the idea of certifications. Mm-hmm. So yep. you get, say, Java certified, or you might be Android certified. Yeah. And it doesn't mean a whole lot. So it might mean that uh, it, it might, you know, you can get an Android job without being Android certified, of course. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt, number one. And number two, if you get Android certified, that might indicate to a developer or, say, a, a job hire, you know, that this person can at least work with Android, right? Yeah. And you can actually just kind of patch in your qualifications for the job. It's interesting that you say that because even in uh, healthcare, they're starting to do that now Mm -hmm. where you get the basic degree, but you have optional certifications. And I think they're called badges now that go on your diploma, Mm -hmm. which I, I, as a system, I really think is a good idea because someone can take one look and be like, they've done X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, where I went, they've they're the first school in the country to do it. They've changed their methodology of learning. We've gone away from the regular thing, and they do like they do things called clusters now, where they team up clusters and they have specific classes that just have real world application. So like, um, what's the example they use? The nursing student. This is a stupid example, but the nursing students and the acting students have a class together where the acting students act as injured people. 
That's pretty smart. And they go in, so depending, they say, you know, you have a fucking broken leg or some something along those lines, and they have to act as if they're that. So, like, the nursing people will get to play that part of them being their client or the mm. whatever, and it goes with that. There's other things where the, like, environmental studies cl- uh, students work with the business and marketing people, and they work with the hospitality students, and they do a whole campaign for, you know, this town over for fresh water and making a big event or some shit. So they work That's together. That's wicked sweet. They work together with real-world real applications and, like, actually do stuff like, yeah. in the community. Again, uh, we have that at UNE as well, mm-hmm. and it's called interprofessional... Uh, interdisciplinary no interprofessional practices i think think yeah sorry go for it i think it makes a lot of sense because it it utilizes different things also the thing with you guys done role plays before yeah like we do it all the time it's never relations was that before or after the marriage (laughs) uh dirty we gotta keep it spicy (laughs) but this there's literally certain like say fields like um, I, at my last job in banking, it's like, we had a lot of nurses as our customers. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to them cause I kind of just like keep tabs on where things are. And mm-hmm. there's been a nursing, you know, doctor crisis, but also nursing crisis. Cause they're way, 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 way understaffed. Exactly. And the, the issue is to get more nurses, it takes like two years, three years, four years, yep. uh, however long time. So they're bringing in people with less qualifications now. And like uh, uh, LNAs or CNAs that are expected to do about as much as a nurse, but they don't have the legal responsibility of being able to. Mm. So, yeah, I totally get that. I totally get that. It's, it's one of those things where, like, they need to streamline the process or to, say, just test on these certain credentials. Like, mm. say, m- maybe you just have to get certified in, say, being able to give blood or not give blood. Like, uh, take, take blood, blood take blood, and do or this like kind of stuff. certify in home care, certify in uh, geriatric care. Yeah. Like, you don't have to get the whole kit and caboodle. If you want to do one specialty thing, that shouldn't be a barrier for you to join That would make it easier to go back to school, too, if, say, you're – you don't like your field anymore. You can go back different and get certification. yeah, and get a different certification and not be there for four years and get a whole new degree, but maybe be a year for yeah. specific cert. It's really helpful with like nursing because people are dying because there's not enough hospital staff to take care of the people. Yeah, yeah. right. So I know that with the people I've talked to who are already in nursing, they have a big issue with this because the new people with less credentials are getting paid essentially the same, if yeah. not maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. in some cases. So there's lots of issues with that. But at the same time, like the catch-22 is if you don't reduce those credentials, like people You're, just die. Exactly. Honestly, though, shout out to the nurses. Seriously. I don't have med at my school, so I can say this comfortably. They're the smartest people from my school, the nursing students. Like they worked 10 times harder than everyone else. Their program say, was super strict. At least at Plymouth, that's how it was because I they had a super strict program. They are the smartest. I I'm not discounting the I'll fact that they working. that's exactly yeah. where I was going to go with that. They are some of the hardest working and most caring people I've ever met. Yeah, was Plymouth on the party school list? It was it number was. Two, one for a while. It was on. So it used to be on Playboy's like list back in the day. So I had yeah, dude. I'm so fucking sick of that question because I ran the tour guide program. Mm-hmm. So I had to teach every single tour guide how to answer that because. Every goddamn mom comes and goes. I hear this is a party school, mm-hmm. so you give them the you give them the generic. Well, you know, every school is a party school if you're looking for it. And uh, <laughs> I such hate a good answer. that answer. So, no, that's <laughs> exactly. I hit them answer. with this answer every time. It's you know, you can go to community college and find a party, and you can go to Harvard, anywhere in between, and we're just the same way. 
But it is true. Like if you, but it's true, that, but it's not. I mean, like yeah. you're answering the question without answering the Correct. question, which I fucking love. You just find yeah. different drugs at different schools. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you looking for a party? Yeah, <laughs> Dude, there's some hot moms. Yeah. So number one. Um, we were we were number one on Playboy like in the seventies for a while. Okay. Well, that doesn't count. Nice. Um, I mean, while Bar- you were Barstool going, came out with a list. They were like number eight. I think, I we think were, on Barstool, we were, it was a top twenty-five list. I think we were. You were eight or nine. I want to say we were in the twenties, but we were the only one remote. Like we were the only D three school. Yeah. Everything else was like Ohio states and shit, like mm-hmm. sixty thousand student schools. So. Like actual college towns. It was a good time. It was a great time to be there though, because Boston sports won like. Five championships while I was there, and it was a riot. Every single now, I don't mean like a riot, like oh, a good time. There were riots. The entire campus took to the streets and just did parades around town. The first year I was there, people were like knocking down windows and like shops, which mm-hmm. sucked. Because me, I'm someone who hates confrontation and hates like mm. I just hate being when, a shitty person. Yeah, I hate it. So people, are, every time like every stop sign gets ripped down, like that's just part of the process now. Mm. It's like people are climbing poles and shit, breaking windows. That part pissed me off. But like everyone's just walking around like boom boxes, like drinking beers and stuff. It's funny when the school tried to contain it though. Mm-hmm. So like when the Patriots won against the Falcons, they were like, "All right, you know what? Instead of taking the party to around town, they opened up the biggest like lawn mm-hmm. on campus." Yeah, and they're that's like, smart. And they're like, "Everyone, just go get fucked up there. Do it on <laughs> that spot so we don't lose the town." Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah. That's, Did they work? Yeah, and they just that had, was smart. Yeah, that's they just smart. had cops contain it. Like, see, that's what you're supposed to do. You just, you let people do what they want to do. You just contain it. That was I the wanna... weirdest part because we would have these big parties. There. We had a couple different parties. There was pirate party, soup fest. In Soup Fest. Those were two big parties every year at Plymouth. One was on Columbus Day because Christopher Columbus is a pirate. And <laughs> so everyone would dress up as a pirate and get super fucked up at 10. And there was just this one road that was entirely filled with thousands and thousands of pirates. And the cops would just chill on the outside. Yeah. And they just contained it in case anything, like, mm-hmm. ripped loose. It's a lot of people. And, like, Plymouth learned how to handle it. Yeah. I'll, let me, I, I'll show you a photo of it. You guys. I think it. so. I would always hear stories when I was an RA from my ACs because typically uh, you don't really get into ACs unless you were an RA and then you go to higher education and then you go back to be an AC. When they were RAs, they would let kids openly drink on the floor but would contain it in the lounge. And if they saw someone getting too fucked up, it's all right, you're cut off. Go back to your room. Mm-hmm. And it kind of instills like the responsibility of not getting super fucked up like out of your mm-hmm. faculties no that's a that's Show a smart that. way to do it i mean if people are going to do yeah, stuff and, no matter what that. so that's that this is pirate party you can zoom that's in as you want it's an entire street just filled with pirates that's fucking thousands intense. and thousands so my friends my like best friends there lived at the end of this street so we had to have like four of us on guard at all points because everyone tried to use our bathroom their bathroom <laughs> and stuff they like try to sneak into the house Naturally. But yes, this photo was taken. All right, that's at 3 p.m. So that's near the butt end of it. Jeez. Yeah. (laughs) That's insane. I will never, my favorite snap, Riley didn't even send it. Uh, We have a big group chat of people that we play fantasy football with, and a bunch of them went to Plymouth with Riley. Riley got so fucked up (laughs) during Pirate Party, or was it Pirate Party? I don't even know. Pirate Day. 
that he threw up and then passed out face down in dirty laundry in his bathroom. Nice. And his roommates just took a picture. Oh, and that was Pirate Party. <laughs> and his roommates just took a picture and sent it to us and it just said KO. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, That's I blacked out Most at like 11 a.m. 1 p.m. Yeah, 1 p.m. maybe. And we had an open house the next day, which I run the entire day. It's pretty much we have like 3,000 prospective students come to the school or like 600 prospective students come to the school. And I'm there working from like 6 a.m. to like 4 p.m. when they all leave, like running around making sure shit's going. And I was just so hungover. <laughs> My boss like comes up to me at like 6, meets up with me, and he, he was like a cool, like just a good boss. Like he's one of my good friends now. And he was like, man, you look like shit. I was like, yeah, but I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, that's what happens up at Plymouth. But that's also, I guess, part of it is you pay for the experience as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Very expensive. Yes, yeah, a very expensive experience. I think, so back on topic, not that that was lovely. <laughs> uh, but one thing that I learned from school is that there are people that exist out there who are very, very competent in their subject matter. And they know what they're talking about. And that was the first time I saw that because mm-hmm. in, okay, in, in high school, in middle school, in every, okay, maybe not grade school, but <laughs> in high school especially, there was a bunch of topics we were learning about, say, pre-calculus and say, then when we went to calculus, actually calculus wasn't true. My teacher was pretty smart in that. But where you kind of know more than the teacher and you don't know the subject, mm-hmm. like the, they don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, they're not really experts. Yeah, they're there to be a math teacher, not a yeah. calculus teacher. Like, they can tell you how to do things, but they don't actually understand what they're doing. They teach from the book a lot. Yeah. Which is really... Not great. Yeah. Like, we got taught the whole thing in, say, uh, pre-calc about the unit circle and how, you know, these mm-hmm. different values lie to design and everything. Mm-hmm. But we're never shown the circle. And then we got the calculus, and the teachers realized we're all very confused. Like... Because it, it was a big chore, and they're like, oh, there's a circle here. And this is where the uh, function aligns to. It was like, oh. Like, oh, that oh, makes sense. Okay, if we were told this, this would have, like, made sense within, like, a day. Yeah. yeah. But we're never shown that. So it, it was just taught very poorly because they didn't actually understand it themselves. Get to college, and, number one, the teachers can always give you an answer. Mm-hmm. Or they, they like, like they the, can even get, if they, they can't. They can get you to an answer. Y- yeah. And there was a couple instances, like, early on with the – so it's electrical engineering for that mm-hmm. degree. And uh, there was a kid who would kind of pipe up with these questions, like – kind like of Like, specific s- questions? Sassy, kind of, uh, like uh, – I'm right here, Nate. <laughs> was it almost like trying to make well, sure the teacher didn't know the answer type deal? It was, like – so he was – it was like shit testing a little bit, but yeah. more like the kid. It wasn't shit testing. It was more like the kid thought the teacher was incompetent and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So it was, it was correction. So he's correcting the teacher on certain things, and the teacher just shot this kid like so hard. Like, oh, that's a great. That is a great thing about college. The professors don't give a fuck. No, they will. A majority roast. of them are tenured, and they're like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. It, it's it's like. So this kid tries to correct him, and he, the teacher corrects him like so, like within the sentence, and it's like. It was this one like just systematically broke the kid down. Essentially, yeah. It's, it's like, kid, you think you know shit, you don't. Sh- shut up. Like, yeah, <laughs> sit down and shut up. Uh, on the contrary, I feel like there are also some kids who are uh, more advanced in a field, but they'll ask like a leading question to clarify something for the rest of the class. Mm-hmm. Those kids are the best. Yeah. Because not everyone wants to ask the question. 
And as someone who was that kid in most of my finance classes, it resulted in me having to help a lot of people with homework. It's it's yeah, <laughs> it's a te- double-edged sword, but double teach them pretty much. And I didn't mind helping people with chemistry because I was really good at chemistry, mm-hmm. but it, it does attract a lot of people, but it, I think it's good because later on down the road, when it gets to classes that you maybe aren't the strongest in, you already have that support network for you to rely on. It's a real meta skill, and that actually comes into podcasting a lot of times too. Yeah, because leading like this. Yeah, like let's say we're talking about something like the dick flaps, right? Yeah. So, so <laughs> we know that there's probably audience members that don't know about that, but then also Hunter didn't know about that, yeah. so we had to also listen to the episode if we know what we're talking about. Uh, it's gonna be you know two weeks before this one, I think, right? Yeah, something like that. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's a whole ball story as well. Yeah. So yeah. listen to that one, but. It's like you have to have like a metacognition about what this other person's understanding is. Mm-hmm. And if let's say you understand something, but it was explained poorly by the teacher, you have to like, you know, prompt to explain how the teacher explained to other people because you got it, but these other people wouldn't. There's and- also a skill that comes in because I found a lot of the time the teacher would recognize most of the class is not getting it. And they'd be like, what aren't you guys getting? And as that person, you almost have to be like, as someone who speaks for both, I can see your point of view and theirs. Here's the problem of connection. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of, I think the biggest struggle as a student, at least for me when I didn't know, understand something, was articulating what I didn't get about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that might have been the biggest skill I developed in undergrad at least is uh, figuring out the right way to describe something so that you can get the answer that you're looking for. Mm. A lot of times, uh, one of my go-to phrases is, uh, I don't understand the question. And it makes somebody like rephrase the question and it makes it very clear. Like, I'm not going to answer this because I think I get what you're saying. And then I'll almost always repeat back my own version of the same question. To be like, is this what you're looking for? Does that answer your question? And they either confirm or deny and you move forward from there type deal. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of times when I ask somebody a question, they'll give me the wrong answer and I'll realize that they misunderstood what I was asking for. So I'll say, I'm, I apologize. That was a bad question. And then I'll re-ask a different question. Mm-hmm. And that takes the onus onto me so that they don't feel stupid. We're just miscommunicating. And that's yeah. a normal thing. And I feel like most people take that. They don't take it that route. They think mm-hmm. they get immediately either defensive. Someone or, here's got to be stupid and it's not going to be me. It's going to be you. Yeah, like, exactly yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. We can all rise up together, you know? <laughs> this is the most, like, this motivation <laughs> I felt. Yeah, This is what we do on this show. Sometimes. Sometimes we talk about balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, to conclude this, uh, drop out of school if you're current going to school. Yeah, yep. that's what we said. <laughs> yep. That uh, was the consensus. Cut Fuck the police. Cut your pee uh-huh. flaps. <laughs> crush your nuts. Uh, yep. And go to Pirate Party. Oh. Uh, that one you can go to. Pirate Party actually That one is you secret. can go to. Pirate Party is secret, though. They don't tell the freshmen about it because okay. every freshman goes home. That's the first weekend they go home because it's been about six weeks since, um, since school starts. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's the first weekend. It's a long weekend because you have the Monday off mm-hmm. for Columbus Day. Most freshmen go home, oh. and then everyone else on campus stays. And it's almost like a little thing, like a, a hidden thing on that's campus cool. that you just that's don't learn about. Type I didn't learn about it till. I came back on that Sunday when I, because I went home uh, freshman year when I did it too, and I think I was coming back for the open house that I was running on Monday. Running or working at? Yeah, I think I was running it at that point, and no, I was working at it at that point. That was two months into school, and I just driving back to my to my dorm, 
and there's just a thousand pirates everywhere and they're <laughs> fucked up because <laughs> this was like late in the day like four o'clock so it's just stumbling pirates scattered all over campus i was like what the fuck is going on so then i like texted i made some like senior friends from the tour guide program i was like Hey, why the fuck's everyone a pirate right now? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you didn't hear? No, hear what? This pirate party. Yeah, like, pirate party, man. <laughs> Get with it. Yeah, so uh, go to Plymouth State on Columbus Day. <laughs> you are, that's a hot scoop. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I So you guys are the plunge. Can I... I want to request a segment. I want you guys to do f- fake apps. Just come fake up apps? With applications for your phone. That is such a good idea. It's like idea. the TLC thing. It's mm-hmm. I'm stealing the idea. It's more Zoomer. But I'm twisting a little bit for you, the younger audience. I love that. Okay, I got one. <laughs> this is our new Zoom segment. All right, we're doing love some plug segments. Okay, so this app is called uh, Tracker. Okay. And How's it spelled? This uh, is big. So track and then H-E-R. H-E-R. Oh, oh. Okay. okay, Joel Goldberg. <laughs> and so it sounds like it might be about like tracking her, your, her yeah. like some girl. And it kind of is, but it's not like her location. But it's her place in her menstrual cycle. Because then you can know. So it just tells you when she's on her period? Yes. That's is this a database for all women? Or <laughs> so do you I don't, sync it specifically? I feel like you person? shouldn't tell them, though, because okay. oh, you just boy. you take notes and then it, it yeah. computes so for you. So you know how credit cards have the thing where they auto-scans? Mm. What this does is it auto-scans their birth control wheel so it can see how far in they are and where their sugar pills come up. And then it just auto, mm. it just brings in the data itself. So there's two methods, right? So one method is your girlfriend or your mother or whoever wants to be on the plan okay. can sign up for it as well. It's the three dollars ninety nine cents per month. Okay, the price okay. Down. And then essentially, though that period data, you know where they are in, you know, menstruation, ovulation, period it gets kind of sent over to you. But the other way, let's say that it's covert. You didn't want to share that information with you. You just like say, Spec ops. yeah, yeah. You take notes about their behavior. It's like airplane mode. Different things. <laughs> You log that in. There's an algorithm which will actually determine whether they're on the period or not. Now, it's probabilistic, right? So it says 90% chance they are. I am all fucking for then, this. But it also will have, like, notifications. So say it's like, a ding, week. the say bleeding's it, done. Say it knows they're PMSing. It'll be like, ding, Snickers are on their way. And then they get oh, straight delivered. it's like, linked to your works, Amazon. Yeah, it works with Amazon. And they'll be like, <laughs> flowers and a bag of Starbursts are showing up for her today. Or like a week after, it's like, ding, safe for you to nut in her because her prime uh, ovulation period is over. Yeah, yeah. With different notifications, you know? It, you could Holy use it. Shit. So let's say she's like, sends you a message. Hey, you want to hang out tonight? Hold on, let me just check. <laughs> so does it have different profiles? Like if you're like, if you're, you're like talking you're to a few women. You're playing the field? Yeah. yeah. You're talking to a few girls. You put your side chick on there. like. <laughs> You, you have to put in up. your license. You have to put in your your ID number to make sure that you're male. No females can use this. <laughs> you just invented a no girls allowed app. Or is it like rate my professor where it's public to everyone? Like, oh, we should make that, that way, an app. Yeah, that way it's like if someone else, like, say she's single right now, but she's one of the girls you've been fucking. Like Jerry from the club can also look her up on this app. Like, rate my professor. So now you're gosh. creating a database. <laughs> Okay. Yes. That, There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's okay. Nine dollars ninety-nine cents to the database access. <laughs> it's an payment. upsell. Yeah. One-time payment. payment. No, no nine-nine-nine a month or one-time payment of uh one hundred and twenty dollars and okay. fifty-two cents. Even at fifty-two cents. Okay. Yeah, 52 cents. I like the clarification. And the free, keep, the keep free version the is the model. self. 
But the database is, is $10. Yeah, and the self gets uploaded to the database. We have a lot of work up front, though, because we have to go build the database. We got to get enough yeah, in the database true. to... We need Ryan here. Yeah, we need a we handsome We need our handsome friend, Tinder. Ryan. But, Wait, he's not single. Never mind. But we don't you can need use Ryan. this just not for your girlfriend, but people in the office, right? People yeah. you might know. Janet's oh, being a huge bitch. <laughs> hold, hold on. She's on her period. Makes sense. It's, it's not her. It's just uh, biology. I stay away from Linda in accounting today. I know, I know what I'm going to get in return. Wow. <laughs> Wait, you could also use that to find out when they're going to be horny. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. So, can you make this app, brother. <laughs> Jenna, I sharpened all your pencils. I hope you like it. She's like, God, wow. She's like, let me sharpen your pencils. <laughs> so sharp. Uh, my app's called Fuck the Police, and okay. it's a dating app for cops. Okay. <laughs> it's Tinder for cops. <laughs> Fuck the police. That's beautiful. And elegant. <laughs> that's the elevator pitch right there. And you that's, know that's a million dollar idea. That's incredible. How many people want to fuck a cop? <laughs> well, there you go. You One. Think, I want it to be a dude, though. Do you think I want to be like, held oh, yeah. in his strong arms. <laughs> Maybe a fireman. Have you New heard of the, the AIDS right? dating site? The STD dating sites? Nope. Let me find out the name. I forget okay. its name. I know there's one for herpes because herpes is not that bad. and yeah. But you have to like... It, it, yeah, but like you, they, you got to contain it to the other herbs. Let know? me let me interject back to the AIDS thing. If you fuck another person with AIDS, double their, AIDS, their AIDS can make yours worse, and vice versa. Really? Okay, so yeah, because it's a different uh, viral strain. strand. AIDS. Oh, that's interesting. Which accelerates the Straids. process of AIDS, which essentially could be construed as super AIDS. Ah. Uh, so the number one STD dating site is called PositiveSingles.com. <laughs> That sounds right. <laughs> and uh, there's different ones. There's the herpes area. Uh, one just says, I'm HPV positive. There's the AIDS area. Uh, but yeah, just keeping keeping them in house. You know, it's all about keeping. How quickly after you learn you have one of those, do you download that app? I'm going to say like a year Same and day. a half. Same day. <laughs> Within 15 minutes of getting your screening. They actually have think, a QR code on the receipt get, from the doctor. I think if I learn I have an STD, I go back into my own bank before I go to this. I see. So like you hit up your own previous lovers because you want everybody to have it no but like you don't know know. where it's what you don't know what point the catalyst was i'll figure it out when i have double eights (laughs) perfect (laughs) i went to herpesdatingsites.com so there's positive singles all right perfect this is not an incognito Uh, right mp no it's not Uh, (laughs) mpwh i assume the h sounds for herpes uh hsv singles dating positives so there's positive singles and dating positives. Uh, yeah, stood in. Uh, living with the all-too-common herpes virus. I think my app is just going to be um, Club Penguin. I'm bring- <laughs> uh, top bring her- back Club I'm Penguin. I'm bringing it back. TopHerpesDatingSites.com. We got positive singles. That Positive singles seems to be the way to go. That's the top of the list. <laughs> it's, uh, the creme de la creme of herpes. I like Club Penguin. <laughs> Club Penguin, I think, is the. Uh, That's a brilliant app. Pretty idea. good one. I think that would take off. It would be. You'd need to rebrand it like they did with TikTok. They rebranded Vine to TikTok. Club Country Club Country uh, Club got, Penguin. We got Herpes Country Anonymous. Club Penguin. All right, I gotta delete my uh, uh, yeah, history now. I have so much porn in mind because I don't believe in private browser. <laughs> one thing I found interesting is I listened to a podcast where this prostitute was on it yep. and I guess they have to like these networks for the prostitutes or workers of the night yeah the porn, 
That's and, their pimp. Chris of the night. And Cyber pimps? No, no. So, so they have blacklists. So they know what the clients, and Yo. they blacklist certain clients. So they wow. say, this one's not a good one. Don't work with uh, John Doe. John Doe. Oh, you just called in my, them out by name. John yeah. Doe oh, what the put fuck? it in my ass when I told them not to. Yeah, uh, it's probably thing. You're probably talking about diseases. Well, no, no, it's usually more behavioral. It is literally. Wow. This like website's literally a cyber things. Like, I don't think he's talking about. Are you talking about a website? You said network, but I think you mean oh, people. I mean people, like like yeah. live person prostitutes. They have like these websites they use and these oh, networks, okay. and they'll like say communicate with each other and say, you know, this person here is a bad bad concept. Egg. Track hims a database. <laughs> yes, <laughs> man. And it finally comes full circle. Can I? So the entire time that Riley was talking about like STD <laughs> dating sites or. Made me think of this. You gotta put it in the front. Fine. I know. Oh, dude, you're drinking cum powder? Oh! Yeah, dude! What the fuck? <laughs> like, that's all What's it's playing. What's cum powder? What's cum powder? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you tell me. Is it... Mr. Positive Singles. I don't go on that. Ew! What so, the fuck? Is it like if... You know how they make beef jerky? They have those de... Uh, dehydrators, yeah. Yeah, the dehydrators. Is it if you drop a load in there and maybe put it on a piece of wax paper and then put it in the dehydrator? Would you eat dehydrated dick skin? No. That mean... Boys? It depends if it's my own or not. Yeah. Well, you've you've experienced... So I didn't eat... No, you have to eat meters. <laughs> I didn't eat but my. If he did it, he no. have to eat yours. And How is it getting removed? I'm more curious. This is like a. Why are any skinner? of you considering it? <laughs> like why is why, why is the dehydration it? make it okay all of a sudden? It's like it's it's a uh, beef jerky. <laughs> you that hard up for fucking jerky? Let me get you some Jack Links, brother. <laughs> Holy, <laughs> oh, I gotta start cutting off bits of my dick. <laughs> Give me back that fillet dick. <laughs> Give me that dick. <laughs> I fucking took that over was, the world. That what was fucking weird, awesome. What a weird thing that that had That's to like be the most successful but Bowl least commercial. successful ad campaign of all time because everyone was singing it. I bet their fillet of fish numbers didn't go that crazy. I bet <laughs> they did for gross. a while. I bet they did for a little bit, but Dude, then it's subliminal shit. Like it gets into your brain, and you don't even realize you're up there. You're looking at the menu, you're like fillet of fish. You don't even realize you're fucking doing it. You ever I've hum only... that shit like mm-hmm. unironically? Mm-hmm. I used to. <laughs> I my boss, well, my pharmacy manager back home, would be like, "What are you humming?" I'd be like, "What?" She's like, "Are you fucking humming the McDonald's commercial?" <laughs> <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I think so. Are you are you humming right now? It's coming. it's time to go. <laughs> you know what? That's pretty fair. This uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank yeah. you guys for having us. Absolutely, this has been awesome. It's, we had it's some... been a long time in the works. It has. <laughs> it's been a long time. I've, I've been missed, recording too. It's been great. Yeah. I've missed both of the New Hampshire meetups because well, I fucking live in Maine. Well, next year we'll have it in Maine. We'll have the New Hampshire <laughs> meetup in Maine. Hey, at Almy's office. Uh, oh, is his in Maine too? It is. So right. he needs to be on podcast Maine. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Does that mean I have to? No, because as long as you have one resident in that state, you can be on both. I'm Hunter, just saying. You want to be our podcast Maine affiliate? If you have, if you I live in Maine yes. and you're on the show, you can be on podcast Maine. Just Fucking saying, double lit, double. It's dip. uh, it's double been a joy dip. being in podcasting age. A lot of opportunities open. Met a lot of cool people. Podcasting is weird. You see a lot of people come and go, but mm-hmm. I feel like the the main core of podcasting H has stayed pretty. They've all been pretty. Pretty tight, yo. Going for sure. I think uh, like everybody built a really strong community mm-hmm. together. It, it happens like as a team, and yeah. everybody kind of got that and like went on board with it. So 
it's continuing to grow mm-hmm. and it's really really exciting and uh, i agree i definitely am glad that we were all a part of of the same the same group of people absolutely yeah you guys are such professionals too like the mic work you like naturally you turn with the mic and Keep your keep I've, your mouth in the same spot. You're that's fucking been years of it. yelling at Hunter. Yeah, I, and that's I, what it takes. I was gonna say I'm a little bit rusty because I have like a snowball mic that I don't have to do that, and I just kind of sit in my bed and do it. But once I once I actually get back into it, it's pretty head on a swivel. That's what with our new uh, our new D and D show. Our host is awesome. He's our dungeon master. He's great. He's good oh, at the BLT. storytelling. Yeah, DMBLT. He's great. But he's a very animated person, and he does a lot of this. I'm like, no, you need to. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be animated, you got to keep the mic on. I told him as a joke, we got to get him one of those TED Talk like oh, yeah. <laughs> pack. He mics. started figuring it out oh, at the yes. end, where he would he would be doing all this stuff, and the mic is right in front of him, yeah. and he wasn't really moving because mm-hmm. he's kind of new to Team Plunge. He's been he's been really involved in helping us out lately, and he's really been joining on as one of our regular co-hosts lately. So it's been we we're starting to groom him a little bit. <laughs> I love it. So and what's the name of that show? Uh, that's called Plungeons and Dragons. It comes out that's every Saturday. The Huzzah Saga. Yeah. It comes out every Saturday on the Plunge Podcast RSS feed. Oh, awesome. Um, so so if you're it. subscribed to the Plunge, you're already subscribed. Yep. Yes. That's really, really exciting. And so you're people are getting double now. We're yeah. Double Plunge. Double content. We're yeah. double penetrating them. I've been wanting okay. to do this for a while, too, <laughs> is to see if we can do two episodes a week. And I think this is a good way to keep it fresh. Um, because with, with our content, it's a lot of... If there's no topics, it's hard to kind of, if we do twice a week, it's hard for us to Mm -hmm. have a bunch of stuff to talk about because we talk a lot of our lives and like our Mm -hmm. week and um, And not that much changes four days apart if that's what we're dropping, four or three days apart. It's good to almost have this thing that relies 0% on anything. And it's in like a fictional That's a lot uh, of work for the DM. It is. And he's He's, been awesome. And editing is a lot of work on something like that. It's got to be. Yeah, it's not too bad. It just depends how we want to split it up. Yeah, um, right. And find right. our cut points. Well, I'm really excited to to hear that that whole show. I'm already subscribed to the Plunge, obviously. So like, yeah. So right now, as well, it's gonna be awesome. by the time this comes out, I think our normal campaign will be out. But we drop. We're gonna drop our first three episodes. Are gonna be from our 24 hour live stream. Oh yeah. We're releasing. We did a closed campaign on that. Um, it was about four hours. So we're gonna release the first uh, three episodes as that closed campaign, mm-hmm. and then at episode four, we're kind of starting over i think a lot of us are bringing the same characters in but mm-hmm. we're um doing an open campaign that's a great proof of concept yeah. tune in for uh chup the bard <laughs> chup the b- i love that i love that there's a bard because that's so important we need he's so undervalued what, what's your what's your uh instrument is that, is that the the thick guitar kind of like small but thick it's like a that's, ukulele with a box i mean i think you're small thinking of thick. a mandolin but <laughs> a lyre is like uh you ever see like the tiny harp yes that's what i play okay <laughs> He's so fucking proud. Do you want to see what my... Oh, you know the picture I showed you of the dude with the ham on his Johnson earlier? I remember that one. I want that to be my character design. Did I not show you, Nate? Uh, Would you like to see it? Because yeah. it is interesting concept art. Just don't face the ca- or the screen towards... <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for having us on for um, the six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and thank you guys for coming on. It's been uh, yeah, anytime. a really great experience. Yeah, it's it's nice to finally sit down with the both of you mm-hmm. and actually make content. 100% yes. agree. You guys are awesome. Such a good married couple, too. Thank you. Oh, yeah. There it is. Love. Your Could, hands we still get sweaty. married? No. <laughs> what? Please? No, thanks. It uh, sounds like on. you guys need to talk.